month ago, the Patriot League announced the suspension of all fall sports. Several major collegiate conferences have followed suit. The highly debatable question of risk versus reward continues to drive the conversation. Only six conferences still plan to play fall football. The ACC, Big 12, Conference USA, SEC, AAC, and Sunbelt Conference. For Fordham, the Patriot League's announcement sparked a quick adjustment, a transition from quickly revving up for a shortened season to potentially nothing at all. The financial questions loom while player health and safety remains top priority. Fordham football head coach Joe Conlon enters his third season at Rosehill. Now he's leading a team in an unprecedented time. He joins us today. Following our chat with Coach, we'll get the administrative perspective, bringing on Fordham Interim Director of Athletics, Ed Cole. But we start with Coach, who's trying to keep the Rams laser-focused after disheartening news. I'm Emmanuel Barbari, and this is Fordham Conversations, a show that taps into the Fordham University community to discuss and uncover issues that impact our world. Coach, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It'll be a lot of fun. Coach, the season suspended and the Patriot League comes out with the news last week. Disappointing news for sure. What was your message to the team when the news broke? Well, the message is, as it was the whole time throughout this, uh, the pandemic is, at some point we're going to play. So, um, you know, our starts delayed a little bit. That's okay. That's an opportunity for us to get a little bit better, for guys to get a little bit healthier. Um, you know, we can make gains, uh, in the weight room. And, you know, I think our guys worked hard, uh, over, over the break, but it's obviously with gyms being closed and not being with our strength and conditioning staff, obviously things are a little bit different. So this is an opportunity, you know, assuming the school opens for us to get back on campus, get back to, to really con a continuation of the great offseason we had last, uh, we were having last uh, spring. Uh, and hopefully move forward and play this spring or next fall. You mentioned that you'll still play. It's just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. And this has been an ever-evolving situation. How optimistic are you that there will be a season just pushed over to the spring? Uh, I'm very optimistic there will be a season. When it happens, you know, I, I can't speak to that. Um, you know, you could drive yourself crazy uh, read, you know, reading the news. Uh, you know, it's somewhat uh, up and down. But... Listen, you know, certainly college football is not done, and certainly college football affordance is not done. So we're going to play. Just, you know, just let us know when, and then we'll go from there. The strength and conditioning aspects put on hold in terms of being at Rose Hill with the strength and conditioning staff. How will the players stay fresh to ensure that should there be a season just a few months removed from now, they'll be ready to go? Yeah, well, Coach Gilfeder has done a great job of reaching out to our student athletes and, and you know, figuring out what they had for for equipment and giving them some suggestions about what they could do. You know, if it was strictly body weight um, or if they had some dumbbells or if they had access to a home gym or you know, things like that. So Coach has done a great job, and I think the guys feel like they're in a pretty good spot considering the circumstances. Um, you know, assuming we can get guys – uh, back on campus here towards the end of August. Um, you know, depending on what uh, our weight room protocols are, we feel confident that we can get, you know, the team through the weight room four times a week and, and should be in a great position from a strength and conditioning standpoint 
whenever we do resume playing, hopefully this spring uh, or sometime late next summer. Coach, you talked about keeping tabs on the team. What are some of the ways throughout this entire time you've been able to stay in touch with the players, any team activities you've instilled? Well, just, you know, a lot of, uh, we do a weekly team meeting um, and, you know, and I kind of ran out of things to say probably uh, in early June. So what we started to do was have guest speakers and we've had some, you know, we have one of the benefits of being in Fordham is we have fantastic alumni. So uh, we've had some unbelievable alumni speakers. You know, Mr. Calls addressed the team a few times. Uh, so it's been fantastic. And obviously, um, with what's happening in the country uh, with regards to social justice and Black Lives Matter and the death of Mr. Floyd, you know, we've had some, some very poignant conversations as a team. And ultimately, I think uh, everything we've done over the last four months uh, will only serve to bring us closer together as a team and, and ultimately make it that much more special when we do get to come back to, uh, to Rose Hill after it. Has there been anything that stuck out in those conversations in terms of social justice and a, and a team camaraderie that's that's been forged through those conversations? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think our guys just understand each other's experiences uh, a little bit more. And, and, you know, we have a great group of kids, but, you know, from all from all different backgrounds. And that's a really good thing that makes us a better team. I think once everyone kind of understands uh, a little bit better, you know, just what it's like to be um, from any uh, fat, you know, any part of this country, or any socioeconomic status. So, you know, I think our guys have done an unbelievable job and, and we've set up subcommittees and things like that, but, uh, you know, our guys are doing a great job addressing this and staying on top of it and, and allowing it to be a constant conversation within the team. But you had a strong recruiting class coming in this season. How does it affect the incoming players in addition to how you can recruit moving forward, given the uncertainty of when the season will happen? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're recruiting as planned and, and uh, that, that, you know, we will be continuing to bring in incoming classes. And, and you know, for the guys that are were supposed to be uh, starting their football careers you know, this August, you know, they still, they, they are, you know, they're starting their football careers since August. It's just uh, gameplay has been postponed temporarily. So, um, you know, we, we, we expect uh, the same level of focus and effort that we would, you know, where are we coming into fall camp this August? And, and they understand that. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're certainly understanding of circumstances and things like that. And we talk to our guys all the time, you know, you're allowed to be frustrated um, and, and you're allowed to be upset uh, by the fact that the, the season is canceled or postponed. Let's say we still have work to do and we are going to come back and play. So uh, when we get back together, it can be time to, uh, to do that work. So come this spring, if we're allowed to have a season, you know, we're ready to go. The team took a lot of strides last year. One of its strengths is the fact that it's a very young team. You had a lot of returning players this year, particularly at, key positions do you take any solace in the fact that during this this difficult challenging time you have a lot of returning players and you're likely to have them when this is all said and done yeah it's cer certainly great to have uh, I think someone said we have 91 percent of our returning starters coming back uh, that's a great thing um, 
you know, I, I feel really good about this team, really excited about our upper class leadership. Uh, you know, our four captains have been doing a fantastic job. Nick Sakel, Trey Snead, Jesse Bramble, and Glenn Cunningham. So, um, you know, it's, we were really having a, an exceptional offseason in the spring. We were very fortunate to be able to get six spring practices uh, completed before the shutdown. So, you know, really just as a coaching staff, we want to get these guys back and uh, get back to just having fun together. And, and that's kind of what we were doing in, in March. Coach, appreciate you taking the time. Stay well, stay healthy, and thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Manny. Anytime. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. You just heard from Ram football head coach Joe Conlon. Now time for Fordham interim director of athletics, Ed Cole. Well, the Patriot League has announced that the fall 2020 season will be suspended and the Fordham football season as a result will not be happening in the fall as well. Joined by Fordham interim director of athletics, Ed Cole. Ed, thanks for joining us. How are you, Manny? Uh, sorry to be joining you for these these reasons, but obviously I want to give you that update and make sure we provide all information, not only to, uh, of course, our student athletes and coaches who we addressed earlier this morning, uh, but also to our alumni, our, our Maroon Club supporters, as well as the rest of the uh, Fordham community that is so supportive of our Fordham football program. So, Ed, in the press release, you said the health and well-being of our student athletes is the number one priority. How tough was that balance throughout this entire process, the entertainment aspect versus the health aspect? You know, Manny, and you and I have talked a lot over the last uh, probably four months here of this pandemic situation. And, uh, you know, right out of the gate, we established an athletics pandemic committee to make sure we were identifying all needs and health and safety protocols for our athletic department, for our facilities and for our student athletes. And um, working very closely with the university and their, their reopening group. Um, and they've been very, very supportive. And I, I think it just kind of came to a point here uh, where we sit here in the second week of July. Uh, from a football perspective, we were looking to have our student athletes come back to campus here in another few weeks to start training camp and start football preparation. And um, I just think, unfortunately, it just kind of ran out of time in terms of the opportunity to do that in a safe uh, and, and comfortable, controllable measure. And I think I know you saw you, we've been monitoring and you and I have talked a lot about a lot of the failed tests throughout a lot of the uh, football voluntary workouts in the month of June, especially a lot of the FBS schools. And I think we've seen a lot of struggles here uh, from our professional sports, uh, right, whether that be our Major League Baseball or NBA group down in Orlando. And I think everybody's been monitoring it so closely. And then I think the last two, two to three weeks and those spikes of the other 19 states throughout the United States have just become very, very overwhelming. And right now there's 19 states, if they were to fly into New York City, whether that be LaGuardia or JFK, Manny, there's a 14 day quarantine on those individuals. Um, and I, you know, I think obviously last week we heard the news about the Ivy League making that decision. And uh, the Patriot League has been doing meetings uh, every week for the past X amount of months and having these conversations and monitoring closely. And I think the presidents just felt like now is the time to make that decision in order for us to prepare accordingly uh, for the reopening of a lot of our campuses, as well as the safety of our student athletes. Ed, you mentioned you were nearing the point where the athletes would potentially be returning to campus if there were to be a fall season to get geared up and ready to go if that season were to occur. What do you think that will look like in the coming weeks so the athletes can 
stay fresh in the event that the football season is postponed to a later date? Yeah, so, so the, the Patriot League, I guess it was two or three weeks ago, um, had moved back the start date, Manny, which you're, you're aware of. So they wanted all student athletes to return to campus with the rest of the general student population. So we were planning on our football athletes coming back uh, April, uh, excuse me, August 15th, which would have been the move-in week uh, for the start of classes, which starts um, on August 24th. So that was our plan based around the modified schedule to probably gain additional four weeks um, for our football players and our Patriot League athletes. I, I think it's something we're still going to look, look at and monitor. So the Patriot League is committed right now to uh, looking at and exhausting all avenues to make sure we, that we have the opportunity to possibly practice and have workouts in the fall. And of course, they're still looking at the opportunity to move the football season to the spring. So those are those two, two situations that we want to monitor closely over X amount, of, X amount of weeks. This is a very fluid situation, as we all know. But from a football standpoint and Patriot League competition standpoint, uh, the workouts in the fall and, of course, the potential of a spring season are the two things we want to monitor and see how that's going to play out. But I think that that move back situation for our student athletes with the rest of the general student population is still our plan and still our efforts for our football players. Now, in terms of the rest of our student athletes and our population, Manny, um, the A-10 uh, and the leadership, obviously, of, of Commissioner Bernadette McGlade has been extremely strong. As you know, probably over, already two months ago, um, the, the, the conference and the A-10 members got ahead of the fall sports by modifying the, the, the travel, obviously making sure we removed any air travel, minimized any and all hotel stays, and created those regional pods uh, for volleyball and men's and women's soccer to ensure that we had the safest protocols and travel in effect. So we, we, have, we have two more meetings this week with obviously our athletic directors and our presidents. And again, the A-10 has been extremely, uh, like the Patriot League, has been extremely active and aggressive. So we'll know more hopefully the next uh, week or 10 days in terms of monitoring the climate and landscape of, of our country and collegiate athletics. But the A-10 is, has been very much on top of things too as we look at uh, what the fall seasons look like for the rest of our student athletes. Because that too would have been an, an early August start date for our student athletes to get training and preparation ready for their fall seasons. So we're monitoring that closely and of course preparing for all accordingly. And again, kudos to both uh, Jen Huppel uh, on, on the Patriot League side and of course Bernadette McGlade on the A-10 side. Both conferences, a lot of daily calls, a lot of daily Zooms as you would imagine and a lot of exhausting all potential opportunities and areas. But again, as you started off this call by saying, safety of our student athletes first and foremost, and monitoring and looking at that risk that we are putting our student athletes in. So we'll continue to keep you abreast, but I, I think you're right, Manny. There'll be a lot of movements here over the next few weeks. Ed, you mentioned how these are unprecedented times and they call for unprecedented measures for sure. This will be the first fall without varsity football at Fordham since 1969. How much of a void is that in the campus community, given that it's such a staple to walk up to Jack Coffee Field on a Saturday and catch a football game? You, you know, I, I think you bring up a really, really great point, Manny. And I think, of course, our priority has always been the safety and health of our student athletes has always been try to find any way possible to get athletics up and going for the fall. And that's been our efforts here for X amount of months. And that's been the university's focus is how do we get student athletes and students back on campus? How do we get campus back up and running? So that's been everybody's full desire and, st and still is, right? From every standpoint is how do we get things back up and running? 
And those other pieces have been areas that we are unable to control. So how do we continue to monitor that? But I think, um, I think, I think you're spot on and that we're quick to kind of forget some of the school spirit, some of the culture and environment pieces that football and athletics brings, not only to our campus and to our student body, but to our entire alumni population, to our, our representation throughout New York City and the tri-state area and of course the country. Um, you know, for, for a nice fall Saturday for our, our administrators, our staff, our faculty to, to rally around a football game and, and, a, and a Patriot League conference game on campus uh, is, is really disheartening and disappointing and very, very sad, of course. Um, and again, I know something that's a little bit out of our control, but um, I, can't, I can't express my, my, my sincere apologies and, and, and love and thoughts to our student athletes, of course, who were disappointed about not being able to play football this fall on, on a Saturday, to your point, and, but also to the rest of our student population, our students who really enjoy the camaraderie, uh, the friendship, the engagement, and, and the ability to celebrate and, and, and enjoy a Saturday together. Hopefully we'll be able to get that back sooner than later, Manny, but it, it is a very, very good point, as you know, as being a student of this, of this university, a, uh, a tough pill to swallow from a school spirit standpoint. Ed, be well, be safe. Appreciate you taking the time as always. Manny, as always, thank you so much for your support and uh, appreciate it. And again, to all of our student athletes, especially today, a sad day for our, our, our Fordham football players. We're thinking of you. We're here for you. Uh, we are continuing to push forward to get activity and competition back on our Fordham campus. And we appreciate your understanding. And to your parents and your families who have been so active and supportive, as well as our Fordham alumni that, are, that love us and engage us, we're thinking of you and our very best, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, And please, go Rams. Did you view this as sort of inevitable? Yeah, I, I, I did see, obviously, the kind of our direction um, and our, our situation kind of moving this way. I know it's probably not a surprise to many. Um, and then especially after, of course, our Patriot League decision on Monday to suspend football this fall, I know a lot of our fall sport coaches and student athletes were probably waiting and looking for this information, this update. And obviously, I, I sit here with you with a heavy heart and disappointment and sadness for our student athletes once again after what took place in the spring, obviously earlier this week with football, and now obviously the remainder of our fall sports uh, have been suspended. And, and, and obviously our, our continued efforts to move the fall season into the spring season where they can have some competition. And again, more in a safer uh, and healthier environment. And as we've talked about it throughout these four months of the pandemic, safety and health uh, is a priority for our student athletes, continues to be and always will be. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot. The, the Atlantic 10 ADs have done a great job of meeting weekly the last four months, including the Atlantic 10 presidents, monitoring the situation extremely closely. And I think as we sit here in the third week of July, looking to get, we're looking to get students and student athletes back on campus here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, unfortunately, a decision needed to be made. And as disappointed and sad I am for our student athletes, uh, and I'm going to have a town hall with them on Monday to discuss all their feelings and next steps on everything. I at least feel good that we have provided our student athletes and our families some clear direction. Um, and they're able to now plan. They have ample time. They have ample information to make some decisions in terms of travel, in terms of coming back to campus here in a few weeks, moving into the residence halls, uh, et cetera, where a lot of things were in limbo in terms of the process between practice workouts, testing, and coming back to campus. So at least we provide a little bit more clarity and a little more focus on reopening 
uh, Fordham and getting back to, to, to school and campus this summer. Part of this announcement is a 60-day look-in window. Ed, what would that entail in the sense that the season is postponed, but there is a little bit of a window here to reevaluate the situation? You, you know, I, I think it's, it's an open-mindedness. Um, and again, you know, I, I give kudos to uh, Bernadette McGlade, the Atlantic 10 commissioner, and her leadership throughout this stretch, as you and I have communicated multiple times. Uh, the A-10 got out in front in terms of, of conferences on making the regional and geographical pods for our fall sports about two months ago. We talked about and banned any air travel and overnight hotels, and we were very, very creative and, and aggressive in terms of the protection of our fall sports student-athletes. And then, unfortunately, of course, today, it, it's, it's continued to evolve to the decision we've made of suspending fall sports and looking at a spring season for all of our, our fall programs. I think the 60-day window is, is just a continued open-mindedness to check in on what's going on, see how things are. If we have, obviously, an incredible improvement in our, our country and, and in our climate, obviously, it just provides the continued conversation. And I think you know, that that dialogue will not change week to week, but obviously gives a little bit of a 60-day check-in for us. And I also think it's really important, Manny, for that 60-day check-in, which would be obviously the middle of September, we have not made any decisions on winter sports. Winter sports were not part of this conversation. So I think that 60-day check-in is right in line as well with the, with the evaluation and a decision-making process and preparation for our winter sports, which we start practicing there probably around the end of September. Ed, you mentioned the winter sports. I'm sure a natural thought could be the Atlantic 10 contains the basketball programs at Fordham, men's and women's basketball. What do you think would have to change between now and, let's say, October or November for there to be a basketball season that goes unaffected? Yeah, great, great comment, Manny. And it's hard to believe that back in March 11th or 12th, we started this conversation around basketball with the cancellation of the Atlantic 10 tournament and inevitably the NCAA tournament. And once again, now we've moved the conversation to the start of the basketball season. And, um, you know, I think the A-10 has expressed obviously strong priority and their focus being a basketball conference, a basketball driven conference and our efforts to, to maintain and preserve the basketball seasons. Uh, it's also a little bit unique, of course, where basketball starting really, you know, the end of October through the winter months into next into January kind of lapses both semesters. So it's obviously something we want to monitor closely in terms of, of the situation. I think in terms of positives that we want to see uh, in order of results and actions to feel good about the future, is of course, um, obviously decreases instead of spikes in the States. I think obviously we wanna see positivity and success maybe in some of the professional sports right now, Manny. I think everybody's watching closely the MLS soccer, hopefully the NBA is able to get up and running, same with Major League Baseball here in the next couple of weeks, kind of get some findings and success stories of how they're doing it. And I think we also wanna see, Manny, to be quite honest, and it, it seems general and vague, but it's really truthful, is the overall campus opening. I think we want to see many campuses cross country open safely. We want to see testing be productive and safe. We want to see the, student, the students be able to live in the res, res life and res villages together and be safe in terms of tests. So I think, I think seeing a little bit of the overall climate and culture, and as you know, and, and this obviously plays very much into Fordham University as, as we hope to get open here in the next week or two, being part of phase four of New York State's opening, you're at the mercy of each individual state too. So each state is still being very much governed by their state laws and regulations. And that's an overall um, situation that's being monitored by school, by state, by geography. 
So there's a bunch of variables that tie into this, unfortunately, and I think that's part of it. And I had even said earlier that, you know, even for New York City, some of the challenges of domestic travel right now and the 14-day quarantine coming from different states of, uh, that are out, as well as the international travel issue for our international students is something we're monitoring very closely and carefully as well. You talked about variables and if sports were to return around that new year point of January and then you had a football season, maybe the middle of the basketball season and then baseball and softball slated for the spring as well, would that create any complications having everything firing away at the same time or are there contingency plans for something like that? Yeah, we, we, we've, we've started those plans. Of course, we've had multiple plans all along in terms of reopening, delayed starting, geographical uh, challenges, a change in geography in terms of travel and keeping it bus trips only. So we've worked on a bunch of plans over the last four months and our athletics pandemic committee has been extremely helpful. This now we've begun and we'll continue to work on now is looking at what the spring season would look like with multiple sports. Um, as, you, as you know very well, that obviously some of our facilities are shared. Some of our facilities are shared by multiple varsity sports. So how do we get creative in terms of of being able to schedule competitions, uh, not only game scheduling, but of course practice competitions and workouts, and and not only in terms of a little bit of a condensed and congested facility situation, but also obviously the means of we're unknown about the social distancing. So we're still continuing to plan accordingly with those social distancing strategies and regulations. Uh, and even right now in the fall, many I don't, I don't want to leave out. Right now, the A10 obviously still is is providing and allowing practice and workouts to occur. So that's something we're going to be continuing to monitor as well in terms of our fall sports, being able to practice in a safe manner, in a safe way. Um, but yeah, there, there'll definitely be a lot going on in the spring if all of our sports are up and running. But obviously that would be a real positive thing for our student athletes and for our campus and for New York City. So let, let's hope things are getting clearer and looking better in that stretch of time. Ed, appreciate a few minutes here and thanks so much for the update. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you again. Big thanks to Fordham football head coach Joe Conlin for joining the show. Also appreciate Fordham Interim Director of Athletics Ed Cole for providing an administrative perspective on the recent news. If you missed any parts of the show, be sure to visit WFUV.org for the full conversation. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Emmanuel Berberi.